catch up on all the live shows on africatechradio.com. The man, Tony. The so, Tony's Tech Side. You're welcome. This is Tony's Tech Side. Some people say when we are born, we're born into stories. I say we're also born from stories. Stories matter. Many stories matter. Stories have been used to dispossess and to malign, but stories can also be used to empower and to humanize. Stories can break the dignity of a people, but stories can also repair that broken dignity. To poison a nation, poison its stories. A demoralized nation tells demoralized stories to itself. Beware of the storytellers who are not fully conscious of the importance of their gifts and who are irresponsible in the application of their art. The consequences of the single story is that it robs people of dignity. It makes our recognition of our equal humanity difficult and it emphasizes that we are different rather than how we are similar. Excerpts from works of Nigerian literary artists Ben Okri and Chimamanda Ngozi Adichie. But should we stop telling stories because stories could harm us? What then should we do? I think there is a human instinct to telling stories, no matter who you are or where you live. Stories help people make sense of the world and are used to teach children and adults about important aspects of their culture. There is a rich tradition throughout Africa of oral storytelling, which provides entertainment, develops the imagination, and teaches important lessons about everyday life. Books have proven to be one of the best, surest, and most accessible ways to tell stories through the years. Remember the quote about traveling to places you've never been to through reading books? Well, books are the quietest and most constant of friends. They are the most accessible and wisest of counselors and the most patient of teachers. Every year on April 23rd, the world celebrates the importance of books. World Book and Copyright Day is a celebration to promote the enjoyment of books and reading. The three major sectors of the book industry, publishers, booksellers, and libraries are at the center of this celebration which is symbolic in world literature. It is a date on which several prominent authors, William Shakespeare, Miguel de Cervantes, and Inca Garcia Lasso de la Vega all died. Today, a Nigerian writer shares his story on the importance of books to individuals and societies. This is in line with the theme for 2021, which is to share your story. Stick around as our guest, who doubles as a writer and a poet, shares his story with us on books. Welcome, Stephen Nonso Okoli. How are you doing? I'm very well. Thank you, Tony. Are books still that important in our lives with different formats of learning being adopted in this largely digital world? Books are very, very important in our life, regardless the format it appears. I would like to start with William Shakespeare's Sonnet 18, where he says, So long as man can breathe and eyes can see, so long lives this and this gives life to be. So, so long as man can breathe and eyes can see, books 
are very, very important. You know, one thing about books is that they allow you to travel even without moving your feet. So they are very, very important. Through books, you travel, you tour the world. Like I tell people that I always travel. I travel every every day. I travel, I've toured the world. I do this through books. To stay a Yoruba man picks up, things fall apart. He will learn more about the Igbo culture. You pick up um, Zainab Al-Khali's The Steel Bone. Sitting at the comfort of your home, you will learn more about the Hausa people. So books are very important. They help you learn things. You sleep through the emotional skin of the writer. You learn things about the writer, his preoccupation, and so on. So books are very important. Aside from the educative aspect of it, there is also the entertaining part of it. So books are very, very important. Should there be a distinction among books in different forms and different formats? And if you're saying yes or no, you know, why? What's the why behind the yes and the no? No, I don't think there should be a distinction among books in different forms and formats. Books are informative in nature, whether e-books, the print, or whatsoever. They are informative in nature. What I gain from reading an e-book is the same thing I'll gain from reading um, the paperback. So um, being in an e-book format or a paperback format doesn't remove that um, importance, that the informative aspect of the book. So books are generally informative in nature. Now, it now depends on how you feel about reading a particular book. Some don't like reading e-books. So, but then, I don't think there should be a distinction among books in different forms. No matter the, the format, they make you travel without even moving your feet. So I can just sit down, um, use my phone, flip through um, pages. I can still go through the hard copy. So it doesn't remove that um, the meaning from it. It is just like the same argument whether African literature should be literature or will I say whether oral literature should be literature. If I explain oral literature, you understand what I'm explaining. You get the information from what I'm explaining. It is still the same thing with the written literature where you still get the same thing from. So e-books and printed books carry the same message. So we are reading message and not the format. We just talked about electronic books, e-books, you know, there are audio books now too. Now in print books, a tech company like Amazon has generally recognized about 50% or more of the American markets and at least three quarters of publishers' e-book sales. That's from the United States of America. They have proper structure and all. Electronic books in text or audio versions seem to be the new thing, the new wave. Using Nigeria as an example of the African market, how has these formats and forms impacted the production, the marketing and the sales of books? Okay, no doubt e-books have impacted in the Nigerian market. When we talk of production, okay, Hundreds of books are being produced every year. We also have a marketplace like Amazon Kindle. Okada Books is there. If you go through Okada Books, and we have what we call um, print-on-demand self-publishing outlets out there in the Nigerian market. We have self-publishers. So in terms of production, I think Africans, Nigerians are doing well. 
compared to the modern period where you just have to write, you look for where to send your manuscript to. It takes time, okay? But these days, if I want to produce my book, I can just sit at the comfort of my home, prepare it in form of an ebook format, and I, I self-publish my book. Now, when it comes to the marketing aspect of a book, we have what we call writers helping writers. Okada Book does that very well. You pay a token, they advertise your book for, to say, a month, two months or so. And it goes very far compared to the traditional ways of advertising books before now. Okay? So that's in terms of the marketing aspect, okay? Production, we have so many writers these days. They write, they don't wait for this publishing house to accept or not to accept, just like the things fall apart, how it took ages before it got produced. I think African, um, the African market is moving. Okay, I think we are selling. We are, we've got to that point that we'll say we are making it when it comes to book production, book sales, and marketing. In terms of selling of books, Okada books tend to be very cheap. I can get a book for as low as 500 when compared to the hard copy. And I believe there is something they call high rate of turnover in business. So if I'm selling my book for 500 Naira using Okada books, it covers very well. It goes beyond boundaries. I think I'm taking the book to the world. So I have enough um, buyers. I have people, they advertise my book for me. I sell in thousands. If you check um, Romeo Oregon's Bondsman, when it was released, it sold very well. Today, Romeo Oregon's Bondsman, they make use of that book in universities abroad. This is an ebook produced by Praxis magazine. So I think we are doing well here in Nigeria when it comes to production, um, marketing, and sales of ebooks. So would you outrightly say that the electronic formats of books have improved the marketing, sales, and production of books, especially for African authors and writers and those involved in the process or has it you know somehow brought about a shortfall in production marketing sales and revenue i'll say it have improved okay before now we don't how many writers do we have we have very few writers because of the stress of producing your book but today yearly there are hundreds of books being produced by african authors they self-publish their work. In terms of marketing, there are writers helping writers. I see your book online, advertise for you. I read your book, write review. It goes on and on like that. So even in terms of sales, they sell their book. There's also what we call readings now. Readings have also um, helped towards the sales of books. Okay, so I'll say yes, that we are doing very well in terms of production of books compared to before. Books are attached to learning in some complex way and they are mostly used in formal education. But then looking at the insecurity and financial effects of the COVID pandemic lockdown, which have put more children out of school, there's a strain on education, formal education to be precise. Where do we go from here, considering that we are talking about the importance of books in literacy and the importance of books in educating children? Okay. Um, I think the only way out is to evolve. We need to move with the new trend. Okay. And what is that new trend? Electronic books. During the lockdown, I could remember vividly, most schools, their e-library was open 
and it was free for downloads and stuff. I used that opportunity during the lockdown. I have an e-library and I have thousands of books, okay? It was during that lockdown that I downloaded these books. And most of these books are still out there for free. If you go to Okada Books, there are writers that after writing, they don't put price tags on their books. It is free. And we know we use books in a formal institution, right? So students that are out of school as a result of the lockdown or insecurity, financial whatsoever, can access books online. Even during the lockdown, there are pre-recorded um, lessons. So everything is going digital now. So they can download all these lessons even in the, their school site. Most secondary schools and primary schools um, in Nigeria today have um, a website. They've prepared for, um, will I say, the second wave or third wave of COVID-19. So they have digital libraries. They can just go there, download books, download audio tapes, and listen to it. If you check Corona schools, the one at Lakey, Bagada or so, on Monday, they don't go to school. They stay at home, go through their digital libraries, and so on. So we should start looking towards that direction. We should evolve with time. So we should move on with the new normal. Yeah, so e-learning is a thing, just like you mentioned, around the world, you know, but there are a lot of issues with it, especially here on the continent of Africa. Data, poverty issues, accessibility to electricity and the gadgets. Do you think we're prepared for this shift? Do you think we're prepared to evolve? And what would we need to start this evolving? I want to answer this question with another question, like when there is power failure and we are having a soft a hard copy how do we read okay mm. we are having a hard copy it is very difficult to read because there is no light now most of these books once you download this book that's all it doesn't need any data to go through it again we have apps like the one that i make use of doesn't need data once you download it that's all you use your book no doubt there is poverty in africa we have issues of power and so on. Now, even the power still affects the paper book, the paperback, that the printed books. If, I, if there is no power, there is no how I can read my book. There are other means to aside the e-book. I think there are educative programs where each day there is a particular topic, but then we still have to do with the issue of life. What if there is power outage? So it's a process. I know we are getting there. It's actually a tough one, but we're getting there. Okay, so share with us your experience. What has your experience been so far with the protection of literary works in Nigeria? What challenges stand tall amongst these problems? And what potentials can be harnessed from the literary sector in Nigeria? That's a very serious issue we're facing at the moment um, because there are so many writers out there that plagiarizes one's work. 2019, I wrote a poem about Abiku. And after publishing this work, a few months later, I saw it on another magazine. So this is a very serious issue that we need urgent attention. Now, we have copyright, but then to go about it is a very tough one. So what I did was to write to the magazine, and it took them ages to bring it down. So I have to tag my friends to the post. So this is a very delicate um, situation that will need urgent attention. Now, I think we're looking at a particular level where there are plagiarist checkers. This magazine should get this thing. How to check plagiarism? 
how to check if a work has been plagiarized to avoid lifting someone's work everything and publishing it most of these magazines they don't check all these things okay so i think they should we should have that thing okay we should we are we are supposed to get to that level where we have the machine everything that what it takes to check if a particular work has been plagiarized you will never find a plagiarized work in most of the foreign magazines we have now because they have plagiarist checker so once a particular work is been plagiarized they don't accept they won't even get back to you journals and magazines and other literary outlets out there should get a plagiarist checker check if check every word now but this thing even the, the the editors of these magazines and journals they are not even helping matters some of them you submit a particular work to them they like the work they reject your work they take that work submit to one or two foreign magazines and that's it so your work is not even saved in terms of protection uh, you're just leaving your work anyhow like that there's no contract you don't sign contract here it's just very few magazines that will sign you sign contract for like a year or two so i think the way forward is to get a plagiarist checker then offenders should be dealt with we are not even you okay i this person stole my work this person plagiarized my work and what do you have to say you are just bringing down the work that the that the penalty for plagiarism in nigeria i don't know if we have we have strong rules but then it, we don't implement we don't implement it you just bring down the work that's all hmm interesting implementation that's the major word here implementation yeah now this yeah this year 2021 the theme for world book and copyright day is share your story and before now when books were the kings and the queens the elite a lot of writers who had the access to write books were actually considered highly placed these days we have a lot of social media platforms who are in quotes dragging the space of telling stories with you know writers and people who are in this space of publishing production now budding writers are the people who suffer the most because they are drowned in the amount of stories that are out there and they really do not have uh, enough opportunities to tell their stories now can these mediums replace books because there are fears that we might get to the point where books might get obliterated they might just disappear do you also have these fears that these mediums can replace books uh, i don't think social media can replace books what we have there on social media the people that the writers I call them Facebook writers, actually. We have so many magazines, so many journals that you can write, you can submit to. In the act of writing, validity matters a lot. It is not everything you call poetry. I just bring lines together. I call them poetry. I publish on Facebook. I get like, wow, the Chinua Achebe of our time. Wow, Polishing of our time. Nice one. Good job. Well written blah 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 you get like you drink like my problem here now is i don't know if we are liking what the writer wrote or his personality we have poorly written literatures on facebook since nobody validates it poorly written literature poorly written stories 
everything. I don't know what to say. But then, I don't think these can replace books. Mm. You can write, send it to a magazine. We have so many, even in Africa, even in Nigeria. Praxis magazine is there. Britain's paper is there. So many. Social media cannot replace books. And when I talk about books here, I'm even talking about both the print and the digital, but not the one you post on Facebook or social or any of your social media handles. Okay? So like I told you earlier, validity matters a lot. You send your work out, an editor goes through it and okays it, plays it on their platform, send you link where you can share it on Facebook. In that way, I'll say yes, Facebook um, it's good like that to share your links on Facebook where other people can read. So when you click the link, it will refer you back to the site. This is a very good medium, writing and posting on Facebook or your social media handle. So just writing on um, posting on social media handles, I don't think that way can replace books. Another thing these writers fear is what we call rejection. We've had cases of suicide and so on. It's been a recurring thing in Nigeria. They are depressed. When you send your work out, first, second, third, rejection, you're now depressed, okay? So, but then, I think um, validity matters. Sending your work out there makes you strong. Rejection is part of the art. You should know this. There are so many established writers, they rejected their work countless of times. Of recent, I, I came third in the Akuko inaugural prize um, for poetry. The, the particular poem that was accepted is a poem that has been rejected countless of times. But then I grew with this particular poem when I tried to improve on it after each rejection. And today I came third in the Akuko inaugural prize for poetry. So we should test rejection. Post your work out there, they validate it and that's it. As we celebrate the importance of reading also, because that's what this day is about, how best can we foster children's growth as readers and also promote a lifelong love for and of literature? Readers are leaders. Children are the leaders of tomorrow. I think charity begins at home. Permit me to use that cliche. As parents, um, we need to foster early reading culture among children. Growing up, we don't have television, but then we have books, so many books. For on both sides of my family are uh, readers. Instead of seeing movie, my mom will give you literature. So parents should cultivate early reading habits and then lead by example. Children learn by imitating. If they see you reading, they want to, to read. They are curious to know what you're reading. So it starts from the parents. It starts from home before we can take it out. So... They should establish a regular reading routine. They should have a particular time for reading. And also, parents learn to ask their children for lessons after reading, the moral after reading. They don't just read books for entertainment. Like, the first time I read Things Fall Apart, I was in primary school. Now, after reading Things Fall Apart, I remember vividly my mom asked me what I learned from reading Things Fall Apart. I just told her the entertainment aspect of it. Now, but since she had gone through it, she explained it more to me, and I was very curious to read. It was my mom that told me that Things Fall Apart was divided into two parts. The first one is before the coming of the white men. The second part is after the coming of the white men. So this is what parents should do to foster children's growth in reading. So we should not just leave everything 
to the hands of the teacher. We should start from home. The COVID-19 pandemic lockdown reminded humans of the power of leveraging books to combat isolation, reinforce ties between people, expand our horizons and stimulate our minds and creativity. We've been speaking to a Nigerian writer whose poems have appeared in a number of publications like Feral Journal, Ebedi Review, Ngiga Review, Praxis Magazine, African Writer, Adelaide Literary Magazine New York, and Talk Magazine, among others. His short story has also appeared in Best of African Literary Magazine. He's a joint winner of the May 2020 Poets in Nigeria Peen 10-Day Poetry Challenge, first runner-up in the Fresh Voice Foundation Poetry Contest, and a third prize winner of the Akuko Magazine Inaugural Prize for Poetry. You can check him up on Twitter at OkoliSteven7. Thank you for the time and the insight, Nonso Steven Okoli. Yeah, thank you too for having me. Looking at the latest reports from Boca, they show that self-publishing has increased to pass the 1 million mark for the first time in a year. And this breaks down to an average of over 2,700 new books being launched every day. That's a lot of new titles, I must say. This day is a worldwide tribute to books and authors. And this day is encouraging everyone to access books. Also, by championing books and copyright, stakeholders are encouraged to stand up for creativity, diversity, and equal access to knowledge, to promote literacy and mobile learning, and advance open access to scientific knowledge and educational resources. With the active involvement of all stakeholders, I mean authors, publishers, teachers, librarians, public and private institutions, humanitarian, NGOs, and the mass media, and all those who feel motivated to work together in this world celebration of books and authors, World Book and Copyright Day will not just be a platform to rally together millions of people all around the world, but to effect a change so widespread, it will actually change the world for the better. This is Tony's Tech Side. Thanks for listening and don't forget to catch up on all the live shows on africatechradio.com.